welcome to the Hoop Collective podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we are doing on Friday afternoon this week as we are waiting for things to develop. Joining us from Dallas is Timothy Band McMahon, never banned on this podcast. Hi, partners. Yet. Jesus. Is that a threat? We leave options open. That's what we do in our business. Optionality. That's the fancy way to put it. You got that right. A man who knows all about optionality, front office insider, Bobby Marks, joining us from Southwest Florida. Bobby, how are you? I'm good, guys. Yeah, options. Going to be player option, team options, <laughs> options for teams to make trades. You name it coming up here. Bobby's working hard because um, cap and stuff is starting to come into focus for next season. And I think we are about to enter into a two-week, pretty intense sprint. Um, if you've been lacking for the uh, NBA transaction, Jones, or whatever, you know, you want NBA trades, you want free agency, you want draft. How about all of it coming together in about like three days? Um, so uh, we're going to, I think we're going to see that. Um, so Bobby, the union and the owners kind of have an agreement. Um, it seems, and I guess the most important thing, if you're an NBA fan, are we getting games on Christmas week? Yes, you're. I, I'm about 95% sure you're going to get games on Christmas week. But this deal kind of isn't done yet. And if you listen to this podcast, you care more than the average fan. So for those, for our listeners, I, I there's still some stuff outstanding that have got to be put together on this, Bobby. Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing, uh, and we saw that Thursday night, was for the players to agree on, the, on starting on um, – December 22nd. I think that that was probably the biggest hurdle. Uh, and then, then it moves to the escrow. And I think there's some type of at least framework if it's 17% or maybe as high as 20%. And it looks like the league is going to make a concession that instead of hitting them, hitting the players pretty hard, they're going to spread that out over a couple of years here. But yeah, there's no pen to, as I say, in, until there's pen to paper um, and the transaction moratorium is not lifted. And I don't see that lifting in, until probably sometime next week, if, if anything, you know, we'll likely before, like definitely before the draft. Um, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot to work out here. I mean, just from the, not just the game schedule, guys, but like player option, guarantee dates, trade exceptions, um, all the free agency, um, everything that comes into free agency, not to mention training camp, um, COVID health and safety protocols, arena dates. So, I mean, the list, we can go on and on here, but um, the big, as, we, as I said, the big hurdle was getting the players to agree to start um, on December 22nd. I was talking to an agent yesterday who felt that the NBA Bobby gave the players a sweetheart deal. I agree. And so just to explain it, um, essentially at the end of this season, and this is a little bit crude, but I'm just trying to simplify it. The, the NBA players will owe the league. There will be an IOU to the league because they split the revenues 50, 50 and their salaries are going to exceed that because there's no ticket sales. So to prepare for that, they're going to take money out of the you know, each player's paycheck, kind of like I've compared it to having your taxes taken out of your mortgage every month. You write a check for your mortgage and the, and the uh, bank, I think a lot of people do this. I know I do it. Um, the bank holds away some money for taxes. And then when it's time to pay your taxes, it pays it for you. So you don't, you know, it's sort of budgeted along the way. Um, 
And so what basically the owners are saying is, okay, we, we know that you're going to owe us a lot of money. We're going to let you, instead of making you pay all of that money to us this year and having your paychecks really hit, which Bobby, you and I have been conservative. We talked 30%, yeah. 5%, but it could have been 40%. Yep. They're going to say, we're going to basically only, we're going to take it out over two years. We're going to take money from you this year and next year. Basically they're letting them, I know that this is not something that millionaires would like to talk about, but they're giving them a payment plan essentially, um, which they didn't have to do because the agreement that they have, if it's held to the letter of the law says we get the money this year, guys got to balance the books. Give us the money. 40% out of your check. Sorry. Tough luck. So that was essentially the big deal. We'll let you pay this money over two years and we'll essentially give you a free loan. We'll, we'll let you, Hold on to money that you owe us so that you can get more money now. And in return, you guys play on December 22nd. I know that there are a lot of other issues, as you mentioned, Bobby, but that is the core agreement. December 22nd, in return for spreading that money out. And the reason the league would do that is because that extra month of games means hundreds of millions of dollars for everybody. So, so the union said, okay, on the dates, but not okay on the money. And that's why we are, I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it'll get done. I'm sure it'll get done, but it's a little, it was, it was a little surprising to me that they didn't agree to it. Yeah. Well, you know, who, who wanted to, who, who wanted to raise their hand and say, you know what, take it all now (laughs) is those guys are going to get those rookie extensions. Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, um, you know, bam out of bio next year. I don't think he'll get it. I don't think he'll get his extension this year, but those, those, those extension eligible guys who are on their rookie scale and be like, you know what? Take 40% of 8 million <laughs> instead of right. Yeah. So think year. of that. <laughs> think of that, McMahon. So if you're Donovan Mitchell, uh, what's Donovan Mitchell did make this year? Like five or 6 million. Yeah. Whatever, you know, whatever he, and, the 13th uh, overall pick got on his rookie deal. Yeah. Right. And, and probably less than that, Bobby's probably, he got, uh, he's at uh, five, two. Yeah. Okay. He's got five million. Next year, he's probably going to be making twenty-seven and change. Twenty-seven million. So, so Donovan's like, so if you take eighteen percent of my salary this year, let's just round it to to twenty percent. Um, it's one million. Okay, one one out of five million. You, okay, so it's not good, but you know, it's one million. Next year, twenty percent of his salary is five four. <laughs> you know his whole salary this year. So it is gonna it's gonna affect different players differently. But and then um, there's the guys who are you know whether they know it or not in their last year and, and they get a little, uh, get away free type of that's type of true. Thing. So who's a guy on a big, yeah, I, I'm trying to think if there's a, or a big expiring or if you know, there's, I don't know that there's a Dwayne Wade retirement tour happening this year, but if there was a guy in that situation, it'd be a nice little parting gift. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's going to go the inverse, but whatever, I think it's going to get done. It's just, you know, um, but the interesting thing, Bobby, LeBron James, <laughs> LeBron James' situation. So LeBron initially pushed back against this. And subsequently, um, it's been explained to me that LeBron changed his position, crossed the aisle, said, I'm okay with going December 22nd, even though I got to change my routines and I'm not happy about the short off season because it's the best thing for business. But LeBron owes the NBA money right now. He, o- he owes them cash. As crazy as that is to, to say, right? Doesn't he? Have- he owes an I. There's about twelve of these guys that owe an IOU. <laughs> so basically, what happened was they started taking money from the players in this this season that just ended because the pandemic started before all the paychecks stopped. But LeBron gets his contract front loaded, so he had already 
he'd already gotten his money for the year. So there was no paycheck to garnish. And so LeBron basically starts this season with an IOU. I don't know how much it is, Bobby. It's, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it was, it was, it was 25% of their checks starting May 15th and it, it went until, you know, sometime during the, the summer here, there's seven figures. Yeah. There's a thought that some of these, most of these players will get some of that back just based on where BRI might come in at from 1920, but he's still going to owe something here. Right. So he, he's probably going to, he probably owes the, the league seven figures right now. Uh, I bet you though, LeBron's got really good credit. <laughs> I, I, I'm going think, to go out on a limb. You think he can put that on his Amex? <laughs> what do you? I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. What no, do you think it, LeBron's credit line is on his black card? I don't know what the credit line. It's you know. It's uh, but I'm going to say his credit score is is uh, in the 800s. I'm going to go out on that. <laughs> would, he even, would he even get his credit score checked? Jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you know, do you, I mean, you know, he just bought a house for some like forty some million. So, you know, maybe it's, you know, maybe the balance is a little but, low. What did they, did they outgrow the, the house that was 20 some million in LA? Yeah. He's, he bought an estate. He bought like a whole compound in Beverly Hills. I'm not, you know, you can go to other gossip sites to read about that. Um, <laughs> all right. So Bobby, this is going to, you know, you've talked with us on previous podcasts about how wild, um, 2011, um, lockout was, this is going to be better and worse because there's a draft that has to be done, but so that's worse, but better because free agency has essentially already started. There's an, you know, as I've talked to executives, there is an incredible amount of chatter. Um, contracts are essentially being quasi tendered. Definitely players are players. Agents are communicating to teams what they want in contracts. And I've even heard of players who are, who are, trade who guys guys who are ex- extension eligible who could be traded who have already communicated to teams that might trade for them what their price is for their extension um so not only is there a bunch of trade talks contracts are flying out there bobby is, are you hearing the same your contract talks are flying out there do you oh, i, I think we have um yeah i agree i think there's been dialogue with teams and agents and there's frameworks as far as, you know, what do we got about 140 free agents and, th- and there'll be a handful that will, will go into training camp still without a home, but there'll be guys flying off the board here when, um, when free agency starts on whenever November 21st or 22nd, it'll be interesting though, Brian and, and Tim is that, are we going to even see a moratorium here? Do we need a moratorium? Right? Like if we know what the cap numbers are going to be and, um, the draft's the 18th. Can we just get going on the 21st and start signing guys and making trades? I, I, I would hope we can. Um, but we're, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to get some action here. And well, it's, trades it, are going to happen before the draft. Yeah. They're going to oh, yeah. let trades yeah. happen. That moratorium is, is the transaction moratorium is going to get lifted once this gets done. And then we'll see trades, you know, drafts, what, the uh, the 18th. Um, we'll, we'll see trades that lead that whole week, you know, 15th, 16th and, and leading up to that handshake agreements for some things that cap wise doesn't work until, you know, the, the 2021 calendar year flips over. Um, so we're going to, yeah, we're going to get action and you're right. It's different because we had, um, we had the draft and in, tw- in 2011 guys, we had, the rules were so different and they were new that I would say all of us <laughs> didn't really understand the rules, hard cap, uh, luxury tax, um, 
all the different exceptions that I would say we were a little bit more um, conservative when um, we got to go ahead on December 9th to, um, to start signing guys and making trades. So McMahon, there, there's two types of deals that are interesting out here. One is the free agents, you know, guys like Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, who are some of the other guys? Fred uh, Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet. Um, Anthony, Harris. Anthony yep. Davis. I mean, you know. But then there's these guys with extensions, which I think this year the extensions are going to be fascinating. Um, we, we just mentioned Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum. But the big one, McMahon, is Giannis. Well, and there's Giannis. And then we're the, about the, to get – go ahead. I was going to say there, there's some other really interesting ones, but Giannis obviously is the one that that's going to have ripples throughout the league. And correct me if I'm wrong, Bobby, like he has to sign that before the season. December 21st, unless the rules are going to change, but that's where that's, that's how true. it is. So, so we're going to know about Giannis between now and December 20th, probably way sooner than that. What, what motivation would Giannis possibly have to sign that deal right now? I mean, let, let's, he's, there are a few players in the league that no matter what injury wise, that deal is going to be there. We just saw it with Kevin Durant, who, you know, was a no brainer max coming off an Achilles. So it's, it's not like he needs the, the security. And, you know, I just, based on what the Bucks have not been able to accomplish, I just don't see why Giannis would make that commitment now instead of playing out this season. All right, let me give you the numbers, courtesy of Bobby Marks. With the where the cap looks like it's going to come in, Giannis's option to sign with the uh, Bucks before December 21st. And remember, he has one year remaining on his contract, okay? Uh, so this would not start immediately is five years, 226 million. That is the super max, which he is eligible to sign as the MVP defensive player of the year. If he were to sign with another team in a year, the he'd get four years and about 144 million. The difference being 82 million. You know, it's not going to actually be 82 million because they're going to have their potentially their paychecks um, garnished a little bit, but it's an $82 million difference in guaranteed money um, from re-signing with the Bucks to re-signing with another team. And yes, it, the Bucks is one more year. So he will, you know, it's not like he's going to have a year where he gets $0. So it won't actually be 82, but it could be 40 million more. And, but here's the big key, Bobby. This is the most important thing. Giannis can sign the five-year extension in December or he can sign the exact same extension next offseason, whether that's August, September, whatever. And that's the Bucks' problem, is that he has, no in- he has limited incentive other than Harmony to sign it now if he's going to stay in Milwaukee. Yeah, and if I was advising him and I would tell him not to sign it, I, I just no. think, you know... Where he's thereby play it, play it out. Thereby, you know, as soon as if that comes out, ESPN m- might break into programming <laughs> <laughs> because this is what we do. And frankly, I mean, how can you blame us? Because like when Anthony Davis didn't sign it, it was a really big deal. 
Well, yeah. how can you blame us? Because at the end, of, and, and one of those teams that's going to be sitting in the pole position is going to be Miami. And if Miami doesn't sign Bam out of bio to an extension and, and goes the one year route with, you know, with Dragic and Jay Crowder, right? I mean, like we start connecting the, the dots a little bit here um, as far as where that one, that one team could, a destination could be for him. So let me ask you this. Let me tell you the last three guys who had supermax extension possibilities and did not sign them. And you tell me, and I'm, I'm sort of speaking to Bucks fans here, but you mm-hmm. tell me how you feel about this. Paul George did not sign it, demanded a trade, traded. Kawhi Leonard did not sign it, demanded a trade, traded, became a champion. Anthony Davis did not sign it, demanded a trade, became a champion. Now we have Giannis. Now. Oh, wait, what, did, what, what, what about Paul George? He became playoff P. <laughs> playoff P. He, but, he, he, but, but he was gone. But he was gone. Look, and, and and obviously, if you're a Bucks fan, you're nervous as hell. But I don't think you can – I don't think it's as simple to say, hey, if he doesn't sign it, he's definitely gone. You might as well trade him. Well, what was the you last know, we, time a star player didn't take an extension and then re-signed? It was actually Paul George. Yeah, and you and you're going to be nervous, but but essentially, you know, we we were joking about optionality early on. Why would Giannis forfeit his optionality? The Bucks will be an option next summer. You know, okay. he'll be able he'll be able to sign that deal next summer. But why not see how things will play out? Now, I, I will I will point out, you know, things the Spurs. I kind of that's an exception because things went haywire between. Well, they're Kawhi. all exceptions, right? Right, but my my point is this. Giannis, they have not had the kind of playoff success that that would make this an, e- an easy decision for him. But Giannis is on a, a legitimate contender right now. That clearly was not the case with Paul George by the time he left Indiana, and obviously wasn't the case with Anthony Davis when he left New Orleans. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click ranger.com or just stop by. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hit strikeouts, Grand Salami's web gems with nothing on your roof. So who's ever up there, whether it's the roofers, Santa, birds, old-timey chimney sweeps, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish. But you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit DirecTV.com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Bobby, I want to talk about Paul George real quick because what happened with Paul George is he did not he did not sign. He, I mean, he didn't even wait to get to the Supermax in uh, in Indiana. He was traded to Oklahoma City after he demanded to be traded, and then once you leave the team, you can't get the Supermax anyway. But there's really only been and can use your encyclopedic mind, but correct me if I'm wrong. There's only been two players in the modern era, star players who didn't sign an extension and then it ended up staying with their team. In other words, allowed themselves to become a free agent and then stayed with their team. Okay. 
One was Stephen Curry, and part of that was because um, he couldn't really extend because his contract was so low. So he was he wasn't really even a free agent. And the same sort of situation with it was with Anthony Davis. It doesn't make it didn't make sense for him to extend with the Lakers because of the caps. I don't even know if he qualifies. The other is is uh, Paul George. And so Paul George, when he got traded to Oklahoma City, had the option to extend, did not, became a free agent, and then re-signed. But what happened on that deal, Bobby? From what I understand, basically the Thunder told him, Paul, re-sign with us, and if you feel like you want to move on, come to us, and we will work together with you to accommodate you which is in fact what happened. So let me ask you this, Bobby. If you were in the Milwaukee Bucks front office and you had a meeting, would you consider going to Giannis and saying, Giannis, let's make a deal here. We want to compete for this season. We don't want this to be a distraction. I know you don't want to be a distraction. You want to get all your money, but you're not sure if you want to tie yourself here for six years, because that's what it would be. It would be the one year he's got left on his contract plus five. We don't know what's going to happen in six years. So Giannis, let's make an agreement. Sign the Supermax, guarantee yourself the 225. And if you feel, if you come to an under to, to a feeling that you don't want to be here anymore, come to us and we will accommodate you on a trade. Let's just have that understanding right now. Um, now there is a rule about how you can't be traded for a year after you sign the Supermax. So it would, it would definitely protect the Bucks a little bit. Do you think that's something that's feasible, Bobby? Oh, I, I think it's a, I would, it would be a win-win for both sides, wouldn't it? Right? Like you get that player committed and knowing that in the worst-case situation, you have a, 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 the, probably the biggest trade asset that we've seen in mm-hmm. the NBA in a long time, and he gets his – $225 million guaranteed and doesn't have to play it out. If so, he doesn't want to. He may want he to play want it out. To. Yeah. I mean, and, I would say it worked out for Oklahoma City. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, too, I mean, on, on his side, he could be looking at it like, well, wait a minute. I could just go sign with a team that has cap space. Why do I need to go and then have to give up Three or the, the Carmelo deal, right? Like when Carmelo got traded to, to New York and he had to give up all those players and draft picks, and he could have just went right in there and signed with uh, with room that offseason here. Well, the so, answer there is how much is the, you know, I mean, how much is the difference in guaranteed money worth to him? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is he willing? Yeah, is he willing to leave 82 million guaranteed on the table and, you know, whatever that ends up being after he gets paid? In the fifth year, forty million, thirty million, whatever it ends up being, is he willing to leave that on the table to absolutely maximize his chances to win a championship? You know, whether it's, you know, if you know, just for example, say it's, uh, say that he's being traded to, you know, Miami, for example. Well, what are they having to give up to get him? And then, you know, what are their championship chances after that? So, or you know, again, I'll, I'll bring up uh, the Mavericks. Say he's being traded to the Mavericks. You know, if the Mavericks are sending back Chris Tapps, Porzingis, and and you know, a bunch of other stuff, uh, how much does that dent his chances to win a championship? I, you know, I'll be honest, I'd still kind of like a, a Luca, Giannis, and <laughs> figure out the rest later's uh, team's odds. But um, eighty-two million is a lot of money, though. 
you know, you remember the, the, the party that Paul George threw with Russell Westbrook. And it was a kind of a, a pretty important moment and a cool moment. And they thought they were going to be together. And it turned out they were together for one more year. Um, but Westbrook and Paul George are both P-A-I-D. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Westbrook especially. He got the Supermax. And by the and, way, so were the Thunder in picks. For sure. And the, and, and, you know, that, and that would protect the Bucks, you know, too. So, I mean, it's not something that they would ever like say, hey, by the way, this is our agreement. I mean, the reason the league doesn't even want this to happen, that's why they put the rule in there that you can't be traded for a year. Right, Bobby? If you can't be traded for yeah. a year after you sign it? For a year when you – um a year from when um, the calendar year basically flipped. Yeah. Yep. So well, also it's a huge, what Giannis is, is also given up is uh, at least some level of decision-making power. You know, I mean, you're but basically, not, not, a, not if you retain a private agreement to, to be traded, if you want to be traded. So you're putting, you're putting you put a lot Joe, of trust in that front Smith, office and ownership. The Joe Smith contract in the vault, Brian. That well, that but the, the Joe Smith contract was a monetary. That was yeah, that was that was, that was a um that was a wink wink. I'll I'll pay you two cheeseburgers tomorrow for a free cheeseburger today. That's what that was. This is a this is an accommodation promise. This is like look, it's a, it's a gentleman's agreement. But let me ask right. you this: What if Milwaukee say, say you know say the Bucks flame out in the second round again? Giannis is on a supermax. He says, you know what? Listen. I feel like we gave it our best shot, but let's let's find a deal to to send me to one of these shortlisted teams, okay? And if what if the Bucks management says, you know what, Giannis, we're, we're not ready to do that. We you know there's not the, a deal that makes sense for us. We're not doing that right now. Like, what's the fallout for Milwaukee? Like, free agents aren't going to sign with the Bucks. Is it okay? Well, the fallout is that he goes public, demands a trade. Like, like if you looked at the way that the Thunder handled the Paul George trade situation, I mean, Paul George's reputation has taken a hit because of the way he played in the playoffs this year. But Paul George's reputation didn't take a hit in Oklahoma City. And it, and he wasn't out there for weeks. Like, he didn't have the whole thing with Anthony. Like, who do you think had a better exit, Anthony Davis or or uh, or Paul George. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Anthony Davis has the ring. He I was going to say, do you think anybody right now cares that much about outside of New Orleans? Do you think anybody cares about the way Anthony Davis exited the Big Easy? Probably not. But it probably wasn't. It wasn't an enjoyable four or five months for him. And and if you're looking at trying to demand a trade, you're looking at a potentially un, un, not enjoyable few months. And this is, I mean, I don't know. Like the, in my view, this was a way to have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Thunder stuck their neck out on the Paul George trade and they, you know, I mean, look, they didn't announce this and maybe they would even deny it today. I mean, maybe Sam Presti would deny that that was a deal. But from my understanding, that was the way it was going to be. It was like, Paul, stay with us. We're going to pay you. We, you know, wasn't their plan to blow the team up in a year. Um, but when it came time to blow the team up, they had two guys on long-term contracts that they could trade for 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 value. Would have been a heck, it was a heck of a lot better position to be in. Even though I think New Orleans did well on the Anthony Davis trade, um, it's a better position to be in. So I don't know. I just think that um, uh, it would be something that would be an interesting way to get the the signature and the and it would buy the Bucks time. It would take the stress off this season. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I mean, the Bucks' short-term rewards for this agreement would be pretty big, and Giannis, Giannis would be hailed as a hero there. He'd have $82 million more and still retain some level of optionality. Right, and, and long-term, it protects the Bucks because obviously the worst-case scenario is uh, the guy walks in free agency and, you know, what happened to Oklahoma City with Kevin Durant? The guy walks in free agency and you're just sitting there saying, man, <laughs> what do we do now? I think they and they would be in I think worse shape than than OKC. I mean, there's yeah, there's not there's a Russell no Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, there's no Westbrook there, and there's no Oladipo and Sabonis at the time, right? I mean, you've got Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe and Brooke Lopez, right? And and that's kind of what you're that's what you're left with. Yeah. So, um, well, that so 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 in addition to that extension, um, there's a couple other players who are extension eligible, Bobby. That. Again, I think the drama will be in this. Um, Drew Holiday is eligible for an extension. Uh, Drew Holiday's name is in the trade rumors, and um, David Griffin, the general manager, um, or the president, confirmed it, essentially. <laughs> um, and, you know, this is how Griff operated in Cleveland. He said every player is available for trade. I'm never going to de deny that. Um, I don't know where Drew Holiday's head is, but if Drew Holiday not only could be traded, but he could be traded to a team that could extend him, which would give Drew Holiday some measure potentially over the control of where he goes and trade. Um, Steven Adams is extension eligible. Um, and that's an interesting one because obviously of his position. Um, do the Thunder invest in him or do they divest if they're looking to start a rebuild? We've talked a lot about this, McMahon. Rudy Gobert is extension eligible with Does, with big pocket new ownership. Who's a huge jazz fan, and you know, I th I think the new ownership doesn't. Uh, I, I I'll put it this way: I don't think Rudy was uh, was upset about the ownership. Not that he uh, not that he had anything against the Miller family. I don't, I don't mean to uh, hint at that at all. But you know, the fact that there's a a new owner who's who's been a lifelong jazz fan, obviously has really deep pockets, sold a business for eight billion dollars, and you know, you would think would come in enthusiastic. Um, not saying Rudy's going to get supermax or even even close to it, but I, I think I think the odds increased of them being able to to find a number this summer that, or whatever well, the, this all season the word, makes sense. The word was out there was that Gobert was offered thirty million a year before last season. I don't know if it was all guaranteed. I don't know if it was three years. I don't know if it was four years. For all I know, it was one year. Um, do you have you, had you heard something like that, uh, McMahon? I haven't heard anything in, in in specific about numbers. Well, he he backed right up out of that. I was looking for some support. Like he doesn't know. The good thing with um, Rudy is, with, even with, though he's a uh, supermax, and you have to commit the, the five years, is that he's also regular extension eligible. So you can right, always well, that's, do. That's what he yeah, is now. That's, he's that's, not. I mean, he's not getting a max extension. No, no, I don't see the full. I don't see but, a two twenty five going to Rudy Gobert. But I mean, you know, would he have been better off to take an? You know, even if it wasn't thirty million, would he have been better off to take an extension last year? You know, maybe. Um, well, I could be wrong. Victor Oladipo, extension eligible, coming off injury, shaky. Don't know what his future is. Another extension eligible player. Um, again, now Bobby pointed out, unlike Giannis, these guys who are not signing for the max, the super max or at least, they can extend any time. They can extend 
five days before the end of the season. They can extend the day before next year's free agency. So it's not like it's not like um, I think there's like crux points coming with all these guys I'm mentioning um, before December 22nd. But uh, it affects the way the teams look at those players, uh, Bobby. And and I assume that a lot of these guys are going to have some level of discussion about where they are before this season starts. Yeah, I mean Oladipo, four for one twenty-five, uh, one for four for one fifteen, I believe is his number. Um, yeah, that's almost like for me, if I'm Indiana, I'm offering that, and then I'm I'm using him as a a trade asset down the road, right? Like once you were, he's eligible to be moved um, a year I, from now. That's a big I, number, though. That I, you know, it's oh. funny when you, when I wrote about it, um, it was like, yeah, I mean, it's an under the value market type deal, but man. Guy coming off injury who is not very good in Orlando. Um, do we ever? Do we know that he'll ever be the guy we he was before? See, that's my injury? question. I could and if he's commit. not, then that is a that is a bad contract. That's man. the thing you're talking about it as a trade asset. I'm I would be really fearful that that thing would become a you know a negative value contract because I mean obviously you hope that he gets back to or close to the form that he was in a couple of years ago, but you can't be sure of that. I I would have to I would have to see Oladipo perform near that level before I gave him that kind of contract. All right, so let me go over some of the guys who are rookie contract extension eligible. Again, we mentioned Tatum and uh, and Mitchell; those guys we think are going to get max. And then I think, and and before you get to the other names, Brian, I think what what the, what's going to happen here, and what will help the teams, is that the cap's going to get set for the next, you know couple years here right because there was that concern for for some of these players where like why should i extend and then all of a sudden in 2022 that cap is going to is going to increase significantly so if you're keeping it at 109 111 114 and then then we get a new cba in um 2023 um that that's a benefit to the teams that players are probably more um willing rookie uh, extension eligible, willing to go, um, you know, with that max number. The NFL schedule drops this week and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with vivid seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, vivid seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code hoop. That's code hoop. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. If only starting your fitness journey was as easy as starting this podcast. The truth is all the lift big, get big, and beach body ready in three weeks pressure stops most of us from even starting. And starting is what matters most. It's everything. Wherever you're beginning and wherever you want to be, Peloton encourages you to just start. With thousands of classes to get you moving and doing what you can, even if that's just a 10-minute low-impact class. They have those two. And when you're ready, take it up a gear with a 30-minute live DJ ride. Start with Peloton and find instructors that will keep you motivated to stay on your fitness journey. Learn the basics and build from there. Remember, doing something is everything. Get started with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at onepeloton.com bike slash rentals. Terms apply. Okay, so there's there's a number of guys who are extension eligible that it's not really stressful. If they, if they find a deal, they find a deal. If not, you know, for example, like I don't think like if, if the Blazers don't get a deal with Zach Collins, it's like, Oh, we gotta, we gotta move him. 
Um, there are, or, or, you know, OG Ananobi, you know, I'm sure the Raptors will have discussions with them, but um, may, they may want to keep their, their cap space open. Same, we've talked about Bam Adebayo. He's a max player, but the Heat may wait a year. But there are a couple of guys where if you're not ready to sign them right now, would you look at trading them? Um, and their extensions have to be done by December 22nd. We think, right, Bobby? I mean, I guess that could be changed. It but. could. I mean, because there's such a short window to get, get a deal done. But I mean, if, if, if they're not going to allow it to drag out through like these other extension eligible players, maybe they're maybe they put a, a a date, you know, maybe they do a December 31st date for some of these. Uh, OK, some of these players. All right, well, let me go over some of the guys who. Boy, if their team isn't real thrilled with their trade, with their contract negotiations, maybe they could be on the market. We're on right off the bat, Lonzo Ball. Uh, hired Rich Paul and Clutch. Clutch has some scar tissue in New Orleans. <laughs> different people are going to say, look, I've talked to different people who've said different things. Um, it's been pointed out to me that Clutch negotiated a lucrative extension for Alvin Kamara with the New Orleans Saints, same ownership. But I don't think that's necessarily apples to apples because a clutch represents Alvin Kamara. I don't think it's apples to apples. Um, when Lonzo Ball hired Clutch during the offseason, he had to know that that was going to potentially be a sticking point. Um, if you don't extend him and he's headed towards restricted free agency next year, does he come on the market? Um, I guess it maybe depends on what happens with Drew Holiday, McMahon. If they trade Drew Holiday and uh, position themselves to have a replacement, and then, then maybe Ball is more expendable. Yeah, and I, I will point out Alvin Kamara is better at his job than, than Lonzo Ball is, and that matters in these things. <laughs> <laughs> How did that NFL crossover right into your wheelhouse for you? <laughs> yeah, although he didn't have a great year last year, but yeah. Um I think well, one thing that you have to consider is there have been pretty encouraging signs of chemistry between Lonzo Ball and Zion Williamson. I mean, Ball's passing, especially his his long-range lob throwing ability, and Zion's very unique skill set are a, a pretty unique and, uh, I would say, exciting fit. So, you know... Obviously, every decision the Pelicans make, you have to make through the prism of uh, what's best to build around Zion. And I think you can make a pretty good argument that uh, keeping Lonzo Ball is is a way to maximize the uh, you know the, the potential of Zion. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is in there. I, I there may be some maneuvering on what he gets. I'm sure he's going to want the max, whether he gets that or not. But I don't think he's going anywhere. Do you, Bobby? I mean, I don't. I yeah, don't. So, I don't know if he's going to get five for one sixty-one, but I think there's right. a, a number that can get can get worked out. Right. Uh, here's an interesting one. Larry Markkinen has been up and down. Really had a poor year last year. Uh, the the this is a, a prime piece that the that the Bulls got for Jimmy Butler. So it was a piece that they were very invested in. However, the front office has now changed. The coaching staff has changed. Um, I don't know if that makes it more likely that they look to move him or look to extend him or play it. I guess play it out is most, is most likely, but if you're not going to extend him, that's a guy I think you look at. Do you guys, either of you guys feel strongly about that? I would say you're not selling high right now. Obviously it would be a problem. Well, it's, just, it's, it's just, it's more of like, if you're not going to extend him, 
I'll be honest. He's a guy, his rookie year, I thought he was going to be a star. I mean, just his size, the way he shoots the ball. I remember looking over in, in uh, pregame warm-ups when they were in Dallas and seeing him easily put it through his legs and dunk it. I was like, oh, my goodness. But it uh, hadn't, quite, hadn't quite worked out that way. There's a couple other interesting guys here. I don't really want to talk about that much right now. We'll talk about it more. If you, like Luke Kennard, you know, he's a, a valued prospect in Detroit, although I've heard his name in a trade rumor or two. But when you hear a guy's name in a trade rumor, it's hard to know whether it's the team that has the player calling an offering or a team that has the player or wants the player, you know, it's, 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 it's dangerous. Um, um, another guy would be John Collins in Atlanta. Like I would assume that he, that's going to get worked out, but um, those are kind of interesting guys, but two more guys I want to bring up before we go. Jared Allen in uh, Brooklyn. The Nets want to do something, Bobby, with this roster. They want to upgrade this roster. Not only are they potentially, looking at a guy like Drew Holiday. Um, I don't know if the Karis Levert would enter into that or not, but there's a possibility that Spencer Dinwiddie might be available, um, depending on the deal. Uh, that's what I've heard. Um, or at least there's an expectation he could be. I don't know if he's available right now, but there's an expectation that that's possible. Um, what, what do you do with Jared Allen? They got a lot of money committed there with Durant and Kyrie. I assume that there's a good chance they're going to re-sign Joe Harris. And you've got Levert. Uh, what's your evaluation of what's going to happen there? I like him. Uh, My evaluation is that he's going to be looking for Clint Capella-type money. That, that's where he's going to be heading towards. That, and does and that's that make five it? For, that's five, uh, five for 87.5. Okay. And does that make it more or less likely that he goes with what they've got committed? I would think it's hard for me to extend them to that type of number. And I think one, and the other thing, when you extend these guys, like they're basically off the board for a year because of the poison pill restriction in their contract. So it's not like he's, you know, he's, he's tradable. So I think if I am Brooklyn and if I can't get him in that 12 to $14 million range, something like, you know, and, and they don't have to worry about cap holds because they're, they're so over the luxury tax. Um, I, I'm looking for a, a below market type, um, below market type deal here. Well, and the, and the other thing is, it's a strange dynamic with Katie and Kyrie's guy DeAndre Jordan as a ten million dollar a year dude who is, you know, you're paying ten million dollars a year for a guy to play eighteen to twenty minutes a game. Um, you know, do they want DeAndre in the starting lineup? Uh, I mean, we, you can't ignore that whole dynamic uh, when you're making these decisions. And obviously the, the Nets front office isn't ignoring anything that uh, KD and Kyrie have to say when it comes to making major decisions. Yeah. Um, you know, DeAndre Jordan is an interesting factor here. They've got him on a four-year, $40 million contract. I mean, Joe Sy, their owner, is Steve Ballmer is the wealthiest NBA owner. I believe Dan Gilbert, now that his company has gone public, is the second wealthiest. But Joe Sy is, I don't have the rankings, but he's got to be right there. Having said that, <laughs> you know, there's, you know, Bobby having worked for an oligarch. <laughs> I mean, here's the deal with these guys, right? These guys can be making $20 billion a year. And I've said this all along. When you've got to write a luxury tax check <laughs> or a wire money for $40 million or $50 million and you lose in the second round or conference finals, it is not it is not a pleasant meeting when you have with ownership. So I don't care what they're worth that nobody wants to be spending, you know, $50 million in, in towards the, towards tax. And um, I think Tim Bontemps has said this, but um, 
you know, when you look at the Eastern Conference next year, okay, just, you know, I'm going to name six teams here. Miami, Milwaukee, Toronto, Philadelphia, Boston, Brooklyn. That's six teams. Two of those teams aren't getting out of the first round, minimum. And if you're a Pacer fan, you're saying you better include us. Um, we'll see with where the Pacers roster is. So be careful. You know, uh, I expect Brooklyn to be highly competitive, but, you know, you got to keep an eye on that. So, again, I look at that. The other name. So you're saying spending $100 million in a luxury tax is not a good idea? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the other name. That, it's a great idea one, as long as it's not your money. <laughs> um, you know, I, I would wager on this guy not getting extended, but he could get traded. Um, is Kyle Kuzma. Uh, the Lakers have quite a bit of business here to do, Bobby. They got to re-sign Anthony Davis, which I expect to be probably two plus one, two years in a player yeah. option, would you think? Yeah, take him into 22, where he can sign for 35%. And also align him with LeBron's contract. Yeah. Um, but he's going to get whatever contract he asks for, uh, right? Okay, uh, they have Rondo, who's a free agent. Um, who is going to receive some level of interest elsewhere. It's been reported that the Clippers um, would be interested. They have Contavious Caldwell Pope, who is a free agent. And I'm going to tell you right now, that one could get interesting. Um, it is so much like the J.R. Smith negotiation um, represented by Rich Paul. Won a championship as a key contributing role player. J.R. Smith had no big offers elsewhere. But LeBron loved playing with him, and their point was if JR walks, you can't replace him. You do not have another player to replace him, and so you will pay him. And JR got, I can't remember what he got guaranteed, but in his 30s, got like $39 million or something guaranteed. Um, and it took months buy, to work out. Buy a lot of cans of soup with that. <laughs> uh, KCP, $9 million he's opting out of. It's going to be an interesting negotiation. Again, LeBron likes playing with him, represented by Rich Paul. If he walks, it's not like there's a, unless I'm wrong, there's not a KCP level player that they could use their taxpayer mid-level exception of five point whatever million on to replace him, unless you think I'm wrong about that. Um, and, you know, I'm going to tell you something, Rich Paul. <laughs> Rich Paul is not going to be like, oh, we want the Lakers to be good, so we'll sign him for a discount. It's just not going to happen. All right, then you've got Kuzma, who is extension eligible, still has a year left on his contract, but extension eligible, and from what I understand, is expecting a sizable deal, hoping for a sizable deal. McMahon, what do you do with Kyle Kuzma? I don't give him a sizable deal. I, I, <laughs> I'm, you know, I need to see more from him before making a huge financial commitment, and He's a, I mean, Kuzma, I feel like is a pretty replaceable guy. Like he's a guy who can get buckets, but what else does, what does he do that makes him indispensable? I feel like you can find, I mean, they found him with the 27th pick. I, I, don't, I don't think he's a unique talent in the NBA. And I also don't know that he's, you know, it's not, I don't necessarily think he's a great fit uh, on that roster. You know, he's, he's not a, He's, well, he, he's not he a got, great. He got a lot better defensively. Player. Yeah, he got better, a lot better defensively. He's 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 better defensively than he was, and he was helpful. But again, at some point, you have to have some level of cost control, Bobby. Um, 
And if you're not going to extend him, you know, do you? Yeah, he's one of their probably few assets, right? I would say. I mean, your picks are gone. So him and I guess probably Danny Green are your two, you know, he one and two or, you know, however way you want to do it. And I think extending him basically probably wipes out a good portion of whatever cap space you have in, in 21, right? I mean, they're right around 20 million. So that probably takes I mean, them they out could of just, They could just not extend them and say, we'll talk next sure, summer. But. They can definitely do that. And I think they're one of these teams, guys, that are going to be impacted here if the cap, if the, if the cap does stay flat and the luxury tax stays flat at 132.7 because they're going to have to basically make a decision between Rondo and probably using your mid-level um, because you're going to get, you're going to wind up getting hard capped. AD is going to get a raise. KCP will probably get a raise. Um, you have those other guys, Avery Bradley and JaVale McGee opt, likely opting in. Um, and then you want to probably, you know, tweak your roster as far as bring in a seven, $8 million guy. But regarding Kuzma, I, I don't have him as an, um, a guy likely to be extended. One, you know, one guy, I know I'm shifting gears a little bit, one guy who I think is going to get extended here just because there's a track record with this team and he, he I think you can get him at a good number is Derek White in San Antonio. Yeah, I didn't bring him up, but yes. I, 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 that, I don't I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, so. I think that's I think that's a kind of a guy to maybe keep an eye on just because they've they've as I said, they do have a track record of extending players and I think Yeah, they they uh signed DeJounte Murray last year. Yeah. Um, um but yeah, Kuzma is going to be interesting. But I don't, I don't, I don't see him. I don't see him getting extended. I, I mean, his number. If I, you know, I'm sure the Lakers will maybe me offer something. And what I always do is I look at where their cap hold is going to be, where their cap hold is going to be at. And if if he has a ten million dollar cap hold, for example, like I'm, it's kind of where I'm. I'm not giving anything more than that. Yeah, it's that. You know, just the Lakers have a lot of business to do, and unlike a lot of these teams who have had, you know if not six months have had three months to look at this, the Lakers really haven't. Um, and I mean, it's, it's Rob Palenka's job to constantly do this, but he did have his hands full with a lot. I, 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 you know, and so there's a lot of stress on, I mean, look at the end of the day, they have Anthony Davis and LeBron, you know, these are all, yeah, you know, a, it's a not, lot of it's stress not, and no sympathy. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, all right, I'm, I'm, I think my point is, when free agency, when we open business again, yes, we're going to be on top of Fred Van Vliet and stuff like that, but watch out for these extension guys. Giannis, obviously, number one. All right, McMahon, Marks, thank you so much. Guys, have a good weekend. Thank you for listening to the Hoop Collective NBA season around the corner. We will talk to you soon. 